welcome to the very first Wing Woman podcast. Francesca, welcome to my home. Oh, thanks. Um, I'll open the wine. <laughs> I was such an enthusiastic, awful <laughs> thing. She's never been allowed in before. Um, always at your kitchen table. Tonight, we are drinking uh, The Hedonist. It's a Shiraz McLaren Vale, and it's, uh, it's 2018 vintage. What are the notes, babe? What are the notes? Um, I don't know. It is a screw top, which is... But it was, it was quite expensive. I got it in Waitrose. No, it's fine. We were just... We were hoping to get an authentic popping of a cork, yes. but then you went and oh, bought Oh, I've dribbled top. on the table And now you've got it over the table. Shut up. They couldn't see that. Chin chin, then. Tink tonk. So... You need to sip when you cheers, otherwise I think it's bad luck. We also didn't look each other in the eye, which means seven years bad sex. Mm, well, <laughs> I wonder if you, you can count time already served. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Francesca, tell me about your day. I am a bit starstruck mm-hmm. um, because I've just met Bobby Brown, the person... Which, the woman, the legend. The woman, the legend, which is amazing. I'm a massive Bobby Brown makeup fan. Um, I love, like, it's just if I always think if I could only use one makeup brand, it would be Bobby Brown because I just love the textures and I love that the colours are so natural um, and I'm just kind of obsessed with it. And she left the brand um, maybe a couple of years ago now. Anyway, as in Bobby Brown, the lady left the brand and she's gone off to start a wellness brand called Evolution 18. Um, So she was doing her launch. Yeah. And I went along and I actually didn't kind of realise she would be there. And she's really short. So I sort of stood at the back of this crowd and then sort of shuffled forward and realised that there she was. And then realised that they were doing photo opportunities. Did you curtsy? I didn't curtsy, but I did. looked directly at you. I did a really... No, we had a chat. We had a chat and I wasn't prepared to talk to her. So I I don't really know what I said. I just sort of like spoke at her without breathing for about three minutes. And she sort of just looked at me slightly perplexed. And then they were like, do you want a picture? And Bobby is five foot something she's quite short I'm five foot eight so I did that thing which is really patronizing did you do a small dip I did (laughs) a bit of a lunge a lungy dip and then I thought oh god so then I stood up tall but they were sort of taking pictures the whole time so the pictures look crap basically if I smile too much I get what I call vagina eyes which basically the bags under my eyes just like puff up even more. And crazy. on top, surely. And you on need top, to have the creases on the top. Well, yeah, because I've I've got quite hooded lids, so I've got like vagina does. big lids on top and bottom. <laughs> <laughs> so I've basically got vag eyes, but I don't care because I've got a picture of Bobby Brown. To be honest, though, what would you do with that picture? Put it all over my social media instantly. Okay, yeah, but like in real life, you're not going to do anything, are you? Well, no, I'm not. Well, no, but I'm going to look back at it. In my dotage. Yes. And be like, oh my God, I met Bobby Brown. Really? Think how many... She's a legend in herself, but think how many famous women's faces she's touched. So that was my day. How was your day? Well, it was uneventful, but I did get some posts on one of my many Instagram slash eBay strolls, um, looking for an affordable sofa, which is apparently not a thing that exists. What Um, have you... Have you bought some fabric scraps? Yeah. And the world's smallest Um, tape measure? When I realised I couldn't afford a sofa mm. to change the look of my living room, yeah. um, I thought perhaps I'd have a go at making blinds. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> really? 
says. Says the least crafty person I've ever met. How dare I'm you? also uncrafty, so it's fine. I'm just lazy. Okay. So basically, I rent my flat. Yeah. It's very expensive, um, but I love it so much. I live here alone um, because other people irritate me just after a while. <laughs> me included. <laughs> um, and I found having, well, I had flatmates for years and I lived with an ex-boyfriend and then I had flatmates again. And then I had a small third life panic and was just like, I need to live alone immediately. Um, when you hit 30, right? Well, it was when I hit 30. It was it was when my sister got sick. Yeah. And I was still living in a shared house when she did. And, like, I found out and I went to see her and then I went home. The house was a mess and my flatmates were being really noisy and, like, annoying and there was a row and someone had taken the toilet paper and I was like, I can't. Absolutely can't. So it was a good decision for me. But I don't own my flat, so I shouldn't do DIY, but I do occasionally. Yeah. Um, and I have painted my window frames a very dark navy. So, Francesca of Little Faith, yeah. um, my blinds currently are sort of a, what do we call this, like a taupey, just normal colour. They're the blinds that were here. Oatmeal. Um, and I haven't painted any of the walls in the flat because A, I don't own it, and B, the ceilings are really high, so I'd have to go on a really high ladder. And yeah, I, I don't know how you do that. So it just seemed like too big a job for me. Mm. So I didn't paint it. So then I thought I could introduce colour to the room. Right. So with let's some talk. striped blinds. Striping. So I have ordered from the Stripes Company. <laughs> it does what it says on the tin. These swatches. Um, of different. They're really nice. Yeah, they're actually so lovely. They're kind of like deck cherry. Exactly. Well, I was stripes. thinking sort of a Malfi coast. Mm. Mm-hmm. So there's like a Malfi <laughs> in Newington Green. Why not? What also, you're showing that to me, and behind you is a Waitrose bag for life. <laughs> is it a bit Waitrose bag for life? It's the same shade of green. It's Waitrose green. Oh my god! Speaking of supermarket mishaps, have you seen um, Beyonce's new? Is it Ivy Park? Mm-hmm. Her new collection is the colours of Sainsbury's uniform. I've seen the collection. I hadn't noticed that it was the colours of Sainsbury's uniform. <laughs> Purple and orange. I think probably Beyonce doesn't spend very much time in Sainsbury's. No, she probably doesn't know it exists. No. But, lol. Lol and a half. So yeah, this is the highlight of my day. So, what have you been reading, Francesca Graben? So I actually sent you the link to a piece I read today by a writer called Lynn Enright. She's also a pal and an ex-colleague of mine. You used to work with her at the pool, no? I did, and she is just so lovely and so super, super talented. She wrote a book last year called Vagina. Love that we're getting vaginas in multiple times. All the vaginas. And she's written a piece called Why Are We So Obsessed With Productivity? Um, And it's just really resonated with me basically the piece is about how in our sort of overachieving society that's all about kpis and targets and maximizing our productivity we in our downtime we are incapable of using it as downtime and we have got we have this incredible need to achieve um when we are when we should be relaxing um all of our leisure time need we need to be doing something we need to be producing something we need to be sort of relaxing but in a really effective and um productive way and we also have this this sort of uncontrollable um and sort of i would say unconscious um desire to then share it on social media so she uses a brilliant 
example of walking and sort of all the apps that track your steps right um and sort of a needing an app to tell you how many steps you've done on your walk um to sort of you know tell you that your walk has been productive enough and you you've walked far enough and you've burnt enough calories um and then sort of share that on social media mainly instagram because that is the platform for bragging um and people brag on twitter too people yes that's true um social media just blimmin bragathon isn't it um and I just thought it was, I thought it was absolutely brilliant because I do that all the time. Mm. I mean, I am someone who will take their phone into the toilet with them because in the, and you like, you know me, I'm a really fast weir. I'm probably weeing for like pff, 10 seconds. Mm. I might sit there for like a few seconds longer, but it's a quick process. And I'm taking my phone in to send an email or a message or check my Instagram do you not worry about the spores? I should worry about spores. I worry about spores. I know. Bathrooms. Why do I do it, though? It's ridiculous. I mean, tell me. I'm just obsessed with... But I think we are just obsessed with everything we do, whether we're, um, you know, whether we're tracking what we're running, whether we're tracking how many hours we're sleeping, whether we are on, like, you know, every little snippet of commuter time. We're listening to a podcast. Ironic, I know, you're listening to a podcast. But, you know, we're learning. On If I'm going on a long train journey, I'm not like, oh, cool, I'll stare out the window at the rolling countryside. I'm like, what can I write? What can I consume? How can I use this, like, two hours to, like, just crown loads of but stuff in? I think in? it's because we're time poor. And I know we're making ourselves time poor, but that is because there is this overwhelming pressure, first of all, to be doing all of these different things and be good at all of these things mm. but i also think a lot of it is to do with being like stretched money wise as a generation yeah because we're i mean not everyone obviously but for me personally i have to side hustle on top of my full-time job or i can't pay my rent mm-hmm. and there's no way i could get a mortgage on my salary and because i'm single i'm just stuck paying like exorbitant rent but that's just kind of a generational thing I think is that everyone's got a million different things on the go yeah so I get home from work and some of it is just mindless scrolling that I do go on eBay for hours and I look at fabric swatches majolica ceramics but I also get home and I'm like right okay I need to pitch a piece here yeah I need to sell the stuff I'm clearing out of my wardrobe on eBay or I should be renting it out on a rental platform so I need to like take pictures and list it online and you know find a way to make my wardrobe make money or I don't know a million a million things or I should be reading this because I'm not up to date on what everyone's talking about this week it's endless and that must be even worse for you because you're a freelancer which is probably why you take your phone to the toilet because at least when I go to work I only have to check one inbox whereas you've got like a million different people who might email at a moment's notice and be like, can you do this piece? Can you do this? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And, and I, I, as a freelancer, you sort of don't have those traditional office parameters. Mm-hmm. But, but then I think that's so true of an awful lot of our sort of new millennial way of working. And actually, this is pointed out in the piece as well, that we have moved to this sort of like always on mode of working because of technology, because you can... Um, answer emails whenever you know your day your working day isn't bookended by the sort of maybe traditional nine to five that it was so 
it sort of then leaks into your personal time. And I think also the, the piece points out we are all meant to be now you know we're all our own brand we're, we're all well, that's the thing so then you're always building you're like right I've done okay you might have done your day job but then you're like how am I gonna build my personal brand I need to Instagram the recipe that I've done tonight I need I to I know and I bloody love it but like might and maybe you found it relaxing I don't know but imagine if you said to yourself every time you made something fabulous for dinner you then had to like insta story the whole thing yeah like it's just that because you can utilize and you can turn pretty much all of your leisure time into content and so then there's, now there's this pressure to then turn it into content but I think also it's seeing other people so there have always been people who have woken up at 4 a.m and written chapters before they go to their full-time job mm. you hear about all these authors who fit writing a book around having four kids and a full-time job and xyz yeah and you think god how do they do it and there have always been people like that who were just super productive and fit a million things into their day but we didn't used to see it but now it's rammed in your face and yeah. the problem is that when you get home plonk yourself in front of the telly to watch four episodes of that pottery showdown oh pottery throwdown i love so much oh my god and i love that he cries oh he's wonderful what's he called i don't know but he's wonderful he's so sweet what a wonderful man i really (laughs) hope he's lovely in person but when you do that you absentmindedly go on instagram when instagram is great is that it feels like a community and and sometimes you need that but when i come home and i just want to sit and watch the tv and then i scroll thinking like I'll see my friends making jingle of hats. Probably not. I've never seen anyone else making them. Me either. But they should. They're great. It's a New York Times recipe. What I see instead are people with book deals and people with babies and people who have published XYZ or people on amazing holidays or people who've just bought their homes and are like redecorating. And it makes me feel panicky. Mm. Because I'm like, oh God, why don't I have a book deal? And before Instagram, I wouldn't have thought about it so much. But like now you're just like, well, I know her. She's got a full-time job. But somehow she's found the time to pitch a book Mm. and write a book. And you look at people's lives and you compare them to your own, which of course you're going to do. And you're just seeing this tiny little fragment that they are choosing to share. But... It's hard to think like that. And it's hard to think this is just like a really idealised view. Because what you end up thinking is, oh God, I've come home to my flat and it's freezing cold. and Nobody's here because nobody lives here. And I don't have any food in the house. And then you look, go on Instagram and you see somebody in the Maldives. Somebody with their husband and two babies and adorable dog at farmhouse, like cycling around. And you feel like oh God, I'm failing. I I should be filling this time. It's that pressure. I think that's the thing. I think if you choose to share what you do in your leisure time, and sometimes a smug, a moment of smug braggery is actually what one needs. Mm -hmm. If you've had a bit of a crap day and you feel like everything's against you, you just need a bit of a moment to be like, do you know what? This is a... I've got something going for me Mm -hmm. right here. And like... One needs that now and again. But I think it's seeing everybody else posting what they're doing, then you feel this sort of need to then keep up and it doesn't become enjoyable. 
anymore it becomes this sort of you you feel like you're slacking you're not making the most of yourself you're not fulfilling your potential and you just it sort of doesn't really stop you just feel like you've got to keep going keep going keep going and then I think you get burnout completely you just sort of think oh I just can't anymore and then it just all you know snaps and if we continue on this trajectory of sort of always needing to prove that you're doing this you're doing this you're doing this you're doing this that's not sustainable January doesn't help. You've had all these things that you're like, I'll worry about that later. Mm-hmm. You have this really jolly Christmas period, loads of fun social things, hopefully, and stuff to look forward to, and, you know, screaming rounds with your family, etc. And then later is has arrived, and it's here, and it's the time that you're supposed to be doing all of th- these things. And I got to January and just sort of freaked out and was just like, right, I'm about to turn 32. I'm single. I don't own a home. I'm broke all the time. What else is wrong with me? I've got terrible acne. You don't have terrible acne. so annoying. I think your skin looks so good at the moment. No, I'm I'm having a premenstrual breakout. Thank you for your lie, which was well-intentioned. I've got boxes of things to eBay. My fiddly fig is dying. What? I don't know. It's an endless list. What's happened to fiddly fig? I don't look at him. Oh, Oh, he's he's a a nightmare. Anyway. All right, so everything's terrible. I just panic. And you're suddenly like, oh my God, I've not got a boyfriend. I've not written a book. I've not learned Japanese. Mm. I've not gone to a clay class. I'm not creating artwork. (laughs) You're damn (laughs) Oil pastels at the weekend. (laughs) What's wrong with me? But But that's like the absolute bugger of... Whoever invented New Year has a hell of a lot to answer for because we do this awful thing where like overnight you're sort of meant to set yourself all of these flipping new goals and then become the person you always thought you were going to be and you've got no more time I mean really it's just another day it's just another day in you know someone has invented the calendar and invented months and invented the end of a year and it's all bloody false. And yet we sort of have this inbuilt need to then adhere to it and become Japanese-speaking oil painters in a flash. What I do find reassuring, though, is that everyone seems to feel this way. Yes. Um, as is proven by... So I need to get back on the dating scene. I've not been on any dates okay. in a little while. Are you... What are you doing? Are you apping? Well, I will be, but I can't really be asked right now. It's just quite... It's time-consuming. It's time-consuming. Yeah, it is. It's, it's one more thing to add to the list of, like, oh, I should be doing this. Yeah. Um, and you have to be kind of, like, charming and, like, delightful. Whereas I'm a bit like, how are you? And they're like... <laughs> Is that your dating voice? I'm going to... Do you want a talk Not in person. Yes, please. Look, I've damaged my wine. You're supposed to be, like, charming and delightful. It's like, I'm tired. I'm tired, and I, like, I don't know if you're worth any effort yet. Yeah. You can see these pictures of me. I'm flawless. You can see that I'm a journalist. I'm interesting. Yeah. You can see I'm 32. I'm tired. (laughs) (laughs) These... I mean business. I'm not dicking around. These are the factors. Yeah. So, couple of messages. Check you're not nuts. Mm Mm-hmm then we'll go for a drink yeah 
I don't need... And you'll like, unleash the charm then. Well, TBC. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I'm a real you. dead weight on a date. If they're charming, then I perk right up. Yeah. Well, that's completely normal. If they're not giving you anything... Sometimes I'm annoying and in a crotchety mood. Aren't we all? More often than not, they are rubbish and don't ask a single question. And because I'm a journalist, slash polite, slash I ask a million questions. I think also that's a female thing. We have this need to fill the silence. And I, I've had so many one-sided conversations. <gasps> what I'm enjoying is the panic of men that it's January as well. I got a message on Bumble mm-hmm. this week from a guy who I matched with last March. He had put as one of his few things about him on Bumble, you've got such a small amount of real estate to fill. Yeah. With like, these Lip, are the yes, salient so you, details. These are the details that you've are going to make me Absolutely. And it was like karaoke song, Toto's Africa. But I was obviously having a weird day. So I'm actually with him anyway. So you told him off. And I was like, that's the worst song ever. Hmm. Then we went back and forth a little bit. I sent the last message. He never replied. He messaged me this week. Right. Since last April, he messaged He then messaged me this week to be like, hi, I'm still reeling from the news or something that you don't like Toto's Africa, but I've just about recovered. Wow. Basically made up a line to be like, here's why I've ignored you. Oh, and why was it? For eight months. Well, no, he just had ignored me. And then obviously was like, it's January. I'm still single. And I need a shag. And who in here that I've matched with? Because I do that all the time. I match with someone and then I'm like, ugh, can't bother to message you. You send one or two and then you just don't reply. Mm. And then you look back six months later and you're like, what was I thinking? He's not half bad. And the ones I'm matching with now all look like thumbs. Okay. So So have you replied? No, I have not. He likes Toto's Out of Africa. Is that what it's called? No, that's that's a film... I think you can overlook a dodgy karaoke... I think the whole point of a karaoke song is that it's a shit song. No, what's yours? Mine's Cher. What's... At the turn <laughs> I've never heard you sing that on karaoke. We're booking Lucky Voice next week. What's yours? Um, well, it is just the Lil' Kim section of Lady Mamala. What, you, you just let the test play? Yes, and then I interject. <laughs> Without words. <laughs> I can do all the rest, but I would say I really shine when it comes to the rap. It's the Lil' Kim? Oh, it's the rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I couldn't really remember who yeah. which bits. No, don't you remember the video? God, I remember the video. I mean, who doesn't? And the four of... of those corkscrew curls. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and they're on the stage, and then Lil' Kim pushes through them and go and is like, uh, 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 and then starts her rap. I can do all of that. If you cast your mind back uh, many, many years ago to our student days in punk... I sang it there on stage. Oh. Yeah. You were there. We were drunk. But yeah, so. We used to chat about that man. (gasps) Oh my God. He was handsome. I don't think he was handsome. I think he was handsome. Okay. Meme of the day. It's not a meme, really. Yeah. A friend sent this to me on WhatsApp. Your vagina, sorry, it's more vagina. (laughs) (laughs) We know the theme of this podcast. Your vagina is now named after the title of the last TV show you watched. What is it? Go. <laughs> the crown. That's a great name for a vagina. What's yours? Monk. Monk! Which is written. OMG, monk by name, monk by nature. <laughs> Charlie hasn't had sex oh, in a little while. Vagina. It's actually a very long. Why no, are you I shaming know. me? I'm so sorry. Shaming me. <laughs> oh, I 
God. Friends like these. <laughs> That's it for this week. We'll be back next Sunday, so please subscribe and feel free to rate us. If you can't wait until then, and I don't blame you, sign up to our newsletter at thewingwoman.co.uk. And you can also find us on Instagram at Frankie Braddon and at Charlie Gowans. Bye. Would that be the end? Yeah. Great. Oh, I'm